Blog Talk Radio. Calling all men. It's now your time for your show with your coach, the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Relax, be heard, and be understood. It's a show where men can be men. Now here's the coach who has your back, Linda Gross. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I am passionate to tell you about today's show. So let's welcome my guest today, Rich Salenza, who is an innovator, film director, producer, author, fashion and fitness advisor, and so much more. One of the areas that we might talk about today is Rich teaches how mastering the art of self-confidence gets you the girls. So we're going to cover this topic and so much more. Welcome, Rich, to the show. Thanks for being uh, joining us today. It's an honor. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, of course. So we're on with Rich. He is the founder of his own podcast, The Rich Salenza Show. Um, he's taken a little bit of a breather, but he's racked up probably in the hundreds, if not thousands of shows between YouTube and, and podcasting and so on and so forth. And here he is to tell us all about it. So mm-hmm. I, saw, I saw that uh, you actually have a program or a course that is both written material as well as audio clips. Tell us about a little bit about that mastering of the art of self-confidence. Why is that so important? Mm-hmm. Well, I think everything starts with confidence. Um, if you don't have confidence, I don't know how you're going to achieve much, right? Yeah. Um, so the program is called Mastering Self-Confidence, and it's really a blueprint on how to, try, uh, how to find a woman or women of your dreams, even if you've been through a bad breakup or divorce. Um, it's really many different things as far as advice with my, how I teach men how to meet women, uh, fashion, hygiene. Uh, obviously, it has wardrobe in there. And it's really about taking an entirely different approach when meeting women. I was born and raised in a nightclub bar business my entire life. So I've had a kind of a different approach than most men have it. Even though I have a book called Wingman, it's mm-hmm. not, it's attached to the, but that was separate. But um, that's also to help men find the women of their dreams. And I kind of just saw a lot of people or a lot of men, I should say, kind of struggling throughout their life, dealing with rejection, uh, not really knowing how to approach women, I think, properly, and then not knowing how to break up with women or uh, just, you know, dealing with failure a lot when it comes to relationships being ghosted and dumped. So me and one of my partners, Adrian, um, we created Mastering Self-Confidence, and uh, it's, it's in the dating and all these different type of things. Awesome. Well, you and I must be <laughs> on the same page because our book titles and our content are very similar. The name of my book is The Science of Mastering Women. Mm. Which I, yeah, so it's <laughs> yeah. kind of funny. And I, I think I spend the majority of the book, probably like 40% of the book, teaching the men how to get confidence. So wow. um, 
And in my view, you don't get confidence by doing it with the girl. You have to get confidence outside. And a lot of men get their confidence from their job, their hobby, their passion, their love, their sport, their fitness. You know, do something that makes you feel like a superstar. And all that confidence goes to your gut. So when you finally do see the girl of your dreams, the, the, mm. the girl that you want to pursue, you've mm-hmm. already been building up the confidence. You've already been practicing hopefully an hour a week, but even better mm. if you can practice your expertise in whatever area that is an hour a day. You know, you're going to get there faster if you do it an hour a day. But, mm. yeah, we have similar viewpoints on that confidence I think is in my book it's a number one important to the girls and I relate it to biology you know way back in the day 10,000 years ago we were looking for someone um, typically men are bigger better stronger faster than we are and the reason why we need that confidence is to help pull the women and children out of danger so mm. if you're if you're going to get afraid and run under mm. the table during an earthquake, uh, that's probably not a, a guy that she's going to date tomorrow after the earthquake. <laughs> so you know, it's biology, I think. Interesting. Well, I think everybody's programmed differently depending on the environment they're in, right? Especially yeah. relationship or not? I'm sorry. Uh, uh, depending on the you know your family and your right. heritage. So I think some are programmed to be very confident. I have two parents that are extremely confident that programmed me to be nothing but confident. And I was in environments where I couldn't survive if I wasn't confident to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think a lot of maybe other families, uh, they don't necessarily program their children to be as confident, men or women. Um, right. A lot of times it's kind of living in fear. I think sometimes people get a little caught up with religion. Nothing. I was raised as a Catholic and, my mother worked for the archdiocese and all that. But I know sometimes with religion, it can be political. A lot of times we're raised to kind of live in fear of others, especially depending on the career you end up going after or the people you're surrounded by, the neighborhood you live in. So, you know, it's not easy for men or women to really, I think, always build the confidence they need to truly go after what they want to go after. I'm all about teaching men and women, truthfully, uh, put themselves at the right place at the right time to meet the right type of people um, to help them move forward. Because I think we all have confidence. It's just not necessarily all in the same areas, right? Like I could be afraid of heights, but I could talk to women. I'm just saying, you you know, another guy, maybe he may be great in the gym, but he's afraid to talk to women or another guy is unbelievable in his career, but he's horrible in relationships. He has no confidence there. So I think this is across the board for most people. We just really have to, you know, learn confidence on how to use it to our advantage, but not also come off where it can also destroy us too. Because I think a lot of people who become overly confident um, mm-hmm. also don't see the other perspective of other things uh, or dealing with people that aren't that confident. So, Right. I want to touch on that, but before I do, to my audience, we're on with my guest today, Rich Salenza, and you can call and ask Rich a question or comment on this topic or other topics that we're going to be talking about so do make that happen 323-642-1677 323-642-1677 i see some of you are in the chat room and uh that chat chat room uh 
location is blogtalkradio.com, blogtalkradio.com forward slash DT Linda Gross forward slash DT Linda Gross. All right, so you were talking about being at the right time at the right place. Can you expand a little bit more about that? Why or why do you feel that people don't put themselves in that right situation? And how should they realign themselves to give them give themselves better odds at that? Well, first, they got to know what they're going after, right? So if you want to talk about men in relationships, kind of because that seems like your thing, right, a little bit. Yeah. Um, we can, let's just say we're, most men don't even know the type of woman they want to go after. They'll just kind of accept who wants them. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think what, and a lot of that is because they've either been rejected throughout their life or they've, you know, they've tried to meet other women. It could be online or through apps. Nothing's ever panned out. But most of the time they're just, I, I call it where, you know, most, a lot of men, they like all women. <laughs> Very few women like all men, right? Uh-huh. Um, so again, if you are, say you're a man and you like Hispanic women, we're going to start learning how to have the confidence to be around Hispanic women. So going to areas where there's a lot of Hispanic women, because I think a lot of men, again, they're just going to go to the local pub, local coffee shop, local bar, or wait around for their family members to introduce them to maybe somebody, or again, go online and just see who likes them. Uh, see what type of action they can get. Again, you know, you got to have the confidence to truly understand who you want to go after. Now, a lot of men may be like, I like all different types of women. Well, that's wonderful too, right? But again, yeah. when you're around those women, what are you doing to attract them to you? I'm, I've been in a position, I call it a spotlight position. So being born and raised in the bar nightclub business till I was 14 with my father, I kind of was around obviously waitresses, uh, hostesses, and he owned a restaurant as well. So I'm around all these women, beautiful women that work there. That was very, you know, normal to me. And then my father went in the vending business. So from 14 to 40, now I'm in bars and nightclubs collecting money and gentlemen's clubs and lounges and all this. Now I'm basically, again, in a spotlight position because every bar I go into and every lounge, everywhere I go, I know every manager. I know every bartender. I know every bar back. I know every doorman. I know every valet parker. Again, I'm in a position where I'm meeting a lot of different people and I'm in a position too, where I, I gather a lot of attraction mm-hmm. where most men, they don't know how to truly get the attention they want from the women they're interested in. Right. So that's kind of an, a, another component. They're kind of a chaser. They're always kind of chasing a woman. They need a lot of men have to have the confidence to understand that women would be a lot more attracted to them, but a lot of their approach may suck. A lot of, again, they're not in the right place at the right time. They're hitting on women. Let's say if they're in a bar or a nightclub, they're hitting on waitresses or a bartender, which is fine. But that may not be the place to do that. May just meet them and then see where they work out and then kind of go to that gym to maybe meet up with them, see where Mm -hmm. they drink coffee. But it's for me, it's really about building friendships with women. It's really about throwing women in the friend zone, very similar to what most women do with men. Because I'm out to build friendships with women first, because usually, to be honest, I don't trust necessarily most women. So when I meet those women, I, I know even if I am interested in a woman, that woman most likely probably isn't going to necessarily be for me. Maybe, maybe not, but I'm going to take as much time as I want with that woman. But the, mm-hmm. the thing is, I'm just going to meet her and become friends with her at first, very similar to probably what she's going to do with me. I'm going to take as much time because the truth is, not only do I want to meet her a lot of times, I want to meet who else she's surrounded by. I also would like to meet her friends. I'd like to meet other women that she knows. 
That's not to maneuver my way and just say I'm trying to get as many women as possible. Uh, But I truly do want to meet as many women as I can within the environment I'm in, at least the ones that I'm surrounded by before I commit to anybody. Mm -hmm. So that's just kind of an approach that I've taken being in the bar nightclub business. Like I said, I've got to meet so many different women, true women. And then you build these friendships. And a lot of times, as you know, if you make friends with one or two women and say they're not for you, you go out, you hang out, you're like, no, but they're like, hey, I got a friend for you, or I know this girl, or I know this person for you, just like men do for women. And -hmm. before you know it, you meet a few more. And then before you know it, they invite you out on girls' night out. So now you meet a few more. Before you know it, you just... You, but you're not, you're not on attack mode. I'm not on pickup mode. I'm kind of in a position where I'm in control mode, where hopefully I start to see them being more attracted to me. And that's a whole other art form. But anyways, you get the, you kind of get my approach there. Right. So your your mo to meet the girlfriends uh, or the friends of whoever this person is with is to get to know her better. Right. It it sheds some light some insight on who she is. Is that why you're doing that? Well, I'm meeting other women in environments too. So if I met a girl hypothetically at the gym and I kind of dig her, I'm like, hey, what are you guys doing tonight or where are you going? I'm not just doing a one-off. I don't have to just take her to a date. I'd like to also see the environment, who she hangs around with, what type of friends is she hang with, men, women, even maybe her family. I don't know. But that's kind of how I'm going to start determining if I trust her or I want to maybe be in a relationship with her. But it's really about building friends with a lot of women. Most men are programmed not to be friends with women, which I never understood. They either go up to a woman that they're attracted to or they're interested in. They make the move. That girl, say, has a boyfriend or say she's not even interested. That does not mean you cannot become friends with her. Mm-hmm. So my point being is if you're even friendly with her, uh, you can meet each other at work or whatever. If they know you're cool, all they're going to do is introduce you to more women. It's almost like networking. I know it sounds kind of crazy to use that frame, but it really is a a great way because if you're cool and they also know you know how to deal with women, you know, even if you've had girlfriends or you've been married and you know how you, you know, how you treat your ex-wife or how you treat your exes instead of acting like a complete asshole when it's over, you treat them with respect. I can assure you it's going to go a lot farther and people are going to see those type of behaviors. So most men, again, when they break up with somebody or they get broken up with, they're, they're very uh, mad. They lash out. Uh, or if a girl's not interested in them, they immediately take, you know, they're very defensive and saying, listen, I get it. You're not interested in me. That's cool. You know, even saying, hey, do you got any other friends you think that would be interested in me? And I can assure you they do. But most men don't know how to take that approach. So how do you um, not cross the line of just being thrown in the friend zone? If it's if nope. it's too friendly, then she's not going to get any sexual tension from you. Well, here's the deal: they are they're in my friend zone, and I'm in theirs <laughs> most likely. Yeah. So I'm doing exactly what they're doing. If a woman's attracted to you, I can assure you she will let you know. Uh huh. But see, most men don't play it that way. I can assure you. Now, if you're going to keep playing the game and keep putting her in the friend zone, you might as well. If you want to keep putting her there, obviously you're not interested in her. And most men don't even know how to handle that. Most men will be like, even if they're not that really attracted to that person, they will still, let's face it, have sex with them or maybe fool around if given the opportunity, even if they don't want to be in a relationship with them. 
So what we're kind of talking about is relationships here, kind of looking for the right one, I guess. Uh, this isn't kind of for one-night stands or any of that. But, yeah, if a girl is aggravated that I threw her in the friend zone and she's more interested than me, well, she's got to let me know that. And if I'm more interested in her, I'm interested, I will let her know. Hmm. Uh, Rich, I think we have someone on the line. Because I think we've all been in. Go yeah, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought. Oh, no, as you say, a lot of times I think we rush things when we first start dating. And right. there's a lot of mistakes being made. So, I, again, unless you're desperate, I call it desperate. Um, <laughs> you know, you do not have to, I do not, you can have friends with benefits. If you know how to handle yourself around women, you will have women that still want to have sex with you. If you're cool and you're, you respect them and they respect you. But that's not what this is kind of about. This is kind of figuring out you know, as you go through being single, especially after a divorce, and figuring out which, you know, which woman really is for you and not just going with kind of a, you know, a rebound situation or the first one you meet or the, if you're single for a month or two, you go on a few dates, all of a sudden you're in a relationship. Well, you never even really dated anybody else. So anyways. One frying pan to the other, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. I think we have identity once they're in a relationship, you know. Yeah. Rich, I think we have a caller on the line. I'm going to take caller number 2726. Please state your name and what city you're calling from. Is that me, Linda? Oh, hi. Uh, Is this Bob? Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Bob. How are you? Welcome to the show. We have Rich on with us, who's my guest today. We're talking about dating yeah, and relationships. Be... Going to get into a whole bunch more, but his his uh, approach is, hey, just cool your heels. Uh, start off as friendship. Yeah, I... There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, what do you yeah, say? I have, I have been, I have been listening um, all the way from here in the Whitsunday Islands, um, and um, I find it a very um, interesting topic. And I'll just share my experience quickly. Because mm-hmm. I know yep. there's other people, but I, I'm 70 years old now, and this is my 58th year as a paid stage performer. So you know, um, I'm not lacking in self-confidence, and I'm, I'm mm-hmm. I, you know, I can talk to anybody if their energy's right. Um, but as um, I've got all this self-confidence, but I didn't have, I'd lost, I've never it, I'd lost the belief in myself. Like that got beaten out of me in childhood, and it's only in the, the last 15 years I've reclaimed my belief in me. And I've been, I thought I'd met, you know, my soul, soul partner in about 2002, and we were together for six or seven years, and it was, and then she just walked away, and I thought, well, what's going on, you know? But I've got this terrible affliction, um, Rich, you know. When I was an um, engineering officer on the cruise liners, I'd always go down to the public rooms and make a beeline for the most beautiful woman there, you know. So I have no mm-hmm. problem in approaching pr- approaching ladies. Mm-hmm. But now, and this has been symptomatic of my whole life, really, I don't really know mm-hmm. if a woman fancies me. I think any way I'd know is if she put her hand in my pocket, you know. Like, <laughs> I got no, <laughs> I got no idea if a if a woman was uh, really you know digging me. So. <laughs> but I tell you what, I, you know, um, I put it out there. Um, I'm very good at manifesting stuff. And about ten years ago, I sent a command to the universe, 
to send me a rational woman, and so far I've had no response from the universe. Hmm. <laughs> so any tips will be great. Yeah, well, I, I think the one thing you got to realize is, you know, you're 70 years old, right? And I think people underestimate how many women would really want you. And I don't care. It may be 80-year-olds. It may be 60-year-olds. It may be 50-year-olds. I think a lot of men underestimate how many – there's billions of women out there, right? And there's hundreds of millions of single women out there uh, within the age demographic that you probably are interested in. And I think when it comes to men, especially getting older, and I think women go through this a lot as well, let's call it for what it is. A lot of people, I think, as they age, they lose their looks. They may lose their body. They don't feel the same. Uh, they may not be as sharp as they think they once were. Uh, their fashion, whatever it is. Um, they may be balding. They may be all gray, whatever the case may be. Um, I think you got to realize when you're out there, I, I like, like you're beeline for the most attractive woman, but a lot of times the most attractive woman necessarily is not the best catch by any means in the room. She may look great, you know, and looking great and with women, it's just like anything else. Dating beautiful women is a wonderful thing. I'm, I'm down with whatever you want to do. But a lot of times it's a bad investment. <laughs> like they're going to age. Yeah. They're going like everybody else. Also, there's a lot of sometimes drama with women that, you know, look a certain way. Now, that doesn't mean there's not drama with any type of men or women. But in your case, you know, as my, far as my approach goes, I think you should just be meeting more women. Again, putting yourself in a place. I don't care where you go, but you can go to places where there's a lot more women than men. You need to find, I don't know where you're at, but just by meeting a lot of different women, Again, you're going to have other yeah, women can I to introduce you to other women. What yeah, you can I respond, right? Um, can I respond? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for me, um, how can I put it? I've always been very, very sensitive, so I work on energies and the energies that people radiate. And the majority of women that I meet in my <laughs> age bracket, you know, or scope if you like in in mm-hmm. my area um how can i put it they just they're not they're not radiating a positive energy they're all sort of okay. um looking at me like I'm, I'm a piece of meat you know they're sort of very um avaricious and so yeah i'm, I'm just yeah get out meet more women yeah but um there's got to be that for me, what I radiate, I create, so I choose to create joy. So, you know, somebody that's happy with their life and joyful and got their shit together, they don't have to be rich, they don't have to be pretty, they've just got to be at home in their own skin. But uh, uh, thanks, mate, and good luck. Good luck in your journey. Thanks, Linda. Bob, Bob maybe you're fishing in the wrong pond. Maybe it's you need what to I was find you. You need to find women that are already radiating. So that might be finding women in a yoga class or finding women yes. in a meditation class. You take the ball from here, Rich. What, what do you want to say to Bob? That's right before he like came in. I was going to say, again, putting yourself at the right place around the right type of women that he's interested in. Now, that's, you have to be consistent like anything else. A lot of – and I, I know this from my parents and everybody – uh, a lot of times when you're older, you go out once a month, right? Or a lot of friends don't want to go out with you as maybe, right, as much. Um, it's not just going 
too, to where you're located. You may have to step outside and go to different gatherings that maybe you wouldn't have gone to before. And, you know, there's so much opportunity with the Internet to find different clubs or groups where there's all these people that get together. And it's not necessarily just about women. So if you like at 70, if you like the law of attraction, hypothetically, you find a group within that area, wherever you live, and you go there, there's going to probably be single women there, just like yourself, looking for somebody. Now, there may be a lot of men there, too, but there's probably going to be single women as well. So, and you can join groups for single people as well, as you know. But I think you just have to be consistent and kind of get out of the groove of going with the same people to the same areas, to the same places at the same time. Um, anyways, that's my best advice for you. Well, Rich, for your information, there. I live in the Whit the Whit Sunday Islands in um, Queensland, Australia. And if you look at the map of Australia, mm. that's around about yeah. two o'clock. And this is an absolute natural paradise. The, the natural beauty up here is outstanding. And yeah, I do right. get out to different clubs. Um, and I just got a feeling she's on her way. So thank you yeah. very much, mate. And um, hey, I love speak it. To you Absolutely. Next time. Believe me. 100%. And there goes Bob. Thank you so kindly for calling, Bob. We'll talk to you again. Um, all right. No, I think I have another caller on. Thank you, Bob. I think I have another caller for you, Rich. Uh, let's take caller 1726. Please state your first name and what city you're calling from. 1726, are you there? Well, chime in when you get back. Maybe you stepped away. Hello? All right. Well... <laughs> He'll come back, I guess. <laughs> All right, so let's talk a little bit about the trust issue. You you lightly touched on that. What's mm -hmm. the problem with trust? What's going on today? You can't trust people. They you know they can't trust you. What's what's the deal here? Yeah, I th well, I, I think overall a lot of men. I can't say in this day and age, but a lot of men I think have been taken advantage of when going out on dates. I think or feel like they have. I think a lot of men feel like they spend a lot of money that they later regret uh, when dating or – yeah. So I think it's not – I'm not just saying that for trust. But I think before we kind of even start dating, I want to know a lot more about this person. Again, I was in a position being in the bar and nightclub and making films and being in the fashion industry where I was around a lot of beautiful, interesting people. And a lot of people wanted to be around those people, especially the women. But I knew a lot about those women, right, mm -hmm. and the right. situations they were in. And not that, believe me, all were bad. Actually, a lot were wonderful. Uh, but a lot had issues with, like, everyone else. It could be addictions. It could be drug. It could be alcohol. It could be financial. It could be a lot of things. So I do think, and this goes for men and women. A lot of times, you know, I used to just talk about men, but I think women, too. You really, in this day and age, don't know as much about people as you think you do. I think social media makes you think you know about them mm -hmm. and more where before say, you know, in our age demographic, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, let's say the pre-internet, you really didn't know anyone. 
you know, you met him at a bar, you met him in a, or you got fixed up or whatever. You, it took time to kind of learn about who they were, right? Yeah. But I think now with the internet or with apps and a lot of things we go on, we, we you kind of stalk them a little on social media and go, oh, well, I kind of see who he hangs out with or she hangs out with. Oh, I kind of see they, oh, it looks like they do all these things or the vacation, they got money or, they, or they're cool or they're this and that. The truth is a lot of that is false. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are living a false identity, I think, online to a certain degree. So I think – oh, go ahead. Did you want to say something? And, and back in the 80s, you know, people had one residence. They had one email address. They had mm-hmm. – uh, I, I don't know. You mean the 2000. One, yeah. Right. I mean, now it's like, you know, avatar this and fake name right. that, and you're, they're using somebody else's picture, and it's they've got, you know, 16 different email accounts. It's like they've got one profile for LinkedIn, but a totally different profile for IG or what have you. So sure. it's no wonder we don't trust people these days. Like, who knows? <laughs> well, then you throw in business as well. And again, this is men or women. Like, is, is, if you're using a certain app, is that a pickup app that you're supposed to have sex if you meet each other? Or is that person meeting you, they've kind of baited you a little bit to meet you for business to see yeah. if they can get your business? Uh, are they meeting you with the hopes of maybe being in a relationship? So yeah. we don't know these things. That's where the trust factor. Now, I'm not telling you not to go on dates. That's ridiculous. If you're interested in somebody and you want to take them on a date, I, God bless you. But I do think a lot of men, especially I should say more than women, go on a lot of dates and they don't work out the way they think. Um, or they get ghosted or they get dumped or rejected. And after – that's the one thing I will say a lot of women don't. I shouldn't say a lot of women, but a lot of women don't really know what it is to be on the other side of somebody who's always put in a position where they have to make the first move because a lot mm-hmm. of men aren't comfortable being that person. That doesn't mean they're weak. doesn't even mean that they're not confident. That just means they may have a certain type of respect. Uh, but I tell women a lot of times, you should make the first move, right? Don't always depend, especially if you see someone in a bar or a nightclub or you're at a coffee house. Don't, you know, I think a lot of people blow their opportunity. But at the same time, back to the trust factor, uh, the last thing you want to do, and I talk about it, is have sex with somebody too quickly because once you do that, the entire dynamic of the relationship changes, especially if one one didn't like it or one liked it more than the other or see you both like it and then every time you're together, it's expected where let's kind of figure out who the hell you are and who I am before we even have sex. Let's figure this out. What do Mm -hmm. we truly have in common? What do we – what's – and even before, and a lot of people think I'm crazy, like maybe meeting their family before you have sex, maybe again, meeting her friends or his friends, really seeing his environment, going to his place doesn't mean if he invites you over for dinner, doesn't mean you got to have sex with him. See who his roommates are. See him at work. Go see what he's like. What, what's going on here? Because if you plan, if you're really interested in this person, you're in it for the long haul. Now, a lot of people are like, no, you got to have sex quickly and because if it doesn't work, why even waste your time? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, as you know, as you get older, like sex or in relationships, it's, mm-hmm. it's one of the, the least amount of things you're going to end up doing if you're with somebody in a relationship or married to them. So um, anyways, that's the trust factor that I try. And, I, and the last thing I want men is getting a disease, getting someone pregnant or any of those things as well uh, or regretting it. Because I think a lot of times we have or have sex with people too quickly and things go sideways. And we didn't, you know, a lot of times I, what I teach and a lot of guys say, God, thank God I waited to have sex or I didn't have sex because I didn't know she was like this. Same with women. I can mm. assure you a lot of women are like, 
I went way too fast on this one. And now I have this guy, I got to deal with doing this. So what's wrong with taking your time? I mean, that's my theory. Monday morning regret. Holy cow. Holy shit. Yeah. (laughs) Rich, I think our caller came back now. Okay. I'm going to bring on caller 1726. Please uh, tell us your first name and what city you're calling from. Are you there? You back? You told me you were back. (laughs) We'll just chime in. We're here. Just butt in into the conversation. Are you there, 1726? Oh, call dropped. Uh-oh. Well, he'll call, he'll call back. Um, yeah. All right. So, yes. So, what's, so you're saying the best way to build trust is to get to know them better. Don't go into sex too hastily. Don't go into dating too hastily. I guess your advice is just know them better right is that is that the best way or do you have other tools that you can use to weed out who's being trustworthy and who's not who's lying about this you know they're they're, they've got you know four cell phone numbers and you know all these avatars and picture no picture it's like oh holy cow it's it's so hard today (laughs) to figure out who's telling you the truth well i think again i don't care if it was if you became with your work colleagues, I'll just use for example, or yeah. your girlfriend for you, it took you time to figure out who they were, what they were truly like. Am I wrong? Right. I mean, that, that's right. What, right. I mean, anyone, you have family members, even if you know, that took you a long time to kind of figure out after a certain amount of time. Right. It's all friendships, right? It's all relationships. That's what mm-hmm. you're kind of working on here is developing. But if you're truly interested in someone, again, you want to know the most, I think, of about them that you can. And I'm not saying drag this out for months. I'm not telling you to do that stuff. But I, I, would, I would definitely put the brakes on. Again, if, if you have confidence, and a lot of men don't, because they, they end up with, especially if they end up with a very beautiful woman. And believe me, I understand one night stands can happen. I've done so many podcasts and videos on that. I get things happen. You, you see somebody gorgeous, especially for a man, it is hard to reject a beautiful woman. It's colorful what it is, especially mm-hmm. somebody that you may have always thought is out of your league. Right. And you kind of now you start behaving in a way you've never behaved before. And you could be being misled again. You may end up spending a lot more money on this person than you thought. It could be traveling, buying gifts, all these different types of things. Um, but again, you have to have the confidence regardless who this person is to kind of first figure out who they truly are. If you want to be in a relationship with them. Now, if you just want to have sex with them and protect yourself, hey, you're going to do whatever you want to do. But this is what I'm speaking of is really if you want to plan on having a future with this person or bringing them around, say you were divorced and you had children, I definitely want to know who this woman is around my children. I don't want to just start you know, introducing her to whoever, right, my parents or all these type of things. So you really – the slower, again, from – I do everything slow. I call myself the sloth. If I'm going to help you lose weight, I do it slowly and consistently. You want to meet women, it's going to be slow but consistent. You want to become more muscular or you want to uh, – you know, whatever you want to do, fashion, I don't want you to have a – you know, all of a sudden a, a transition breakdown or somebody that freaks out and all of a sudden changes their identity. I'm doing – I'm talking about doing things slowly because as you move slowly – and you're confident, you start to truly figure out things about yourself and other people. And you realize nothing has to be rushed. But I think a lot of us, especially when it comes to relationships or many things in our life, we want it fast. I want to lose weight. I want to lose 30 pounds in 60 days. Well, that's even not that healthy in my opinion. Why don't we lose a pound a week I talk about? 
And then in a year, you lost 50 pounds. Why can't we just take it that slow? Meeting women, why can't you meet one or two different women a month or even a few? Before you know it, you're meeting all different types of women because now you know these women. They're introducing you to more women. Why don't we just take our time with meeting women? Same with men. Or, I'm sorry, same with women meeting men. Why do we have to rush? You go on a date with a guy a few times, all of a sudden, this is your man. This is the guy for you. This is a relationship that's it's perfect. It's going to be forever. And as you know, most of those fade out. So, And I'm not saying what I'm going to do is perfect for everyone. That's just my approach. Yeah. Well, I think we're, <laughs> we're raised in this microwave mentality where everything's supposed to happen Linda. in 20 to 30 seconds. And, and uh, there it is. Oh, there you yeah. are. 1726, is that you? Linda, this is is your bestie. It's your bestie. All right. Come and join the conversation. We're on with my good friend Rich, who's our guest today. We're talking currently about trust, but um, you can stay on that topic or switch it to something else you want to ask a question or make a comment about. Go ahead. Um, Rich, this is Patrick. wait, Wait, my niece. Be quiet. I'm on the phone right now. Okay. <laughs> I got I got my I little I got my little six year old grand niece here. She's uh, I got go. her on the computer. I got her on the computer on my on my uh, station. She's loving it, but bear with me when I say this. Uh, All Rich, right. I hear everything that you're saying, and I think that what you're talking about is very valid because, and me and Linda have talked about this, we live in a world that is now based on instant gratification. And I think that's what you were talking about in regards to how we foster relationships. Now we do relationships the same way we do food, the same way we, way we do interactions with each other. It's like, man, I want it to happen right here, right now, and mm-hmm. guess what? Get it right. And I resonate with what you're talking about because we're in this evolution of instant gratification. And I don't know how old you are, Rich. Me and Linda, we talk on the side piece, so I know how old she is. She <laughs> know how old I am. I'm, I'm, I'm an old fart. So anyway, I'm gonna be 50 but so. technologically proficient, and I understand the transition that we have made from um, the agrarian age to the industrial age to the technological age to the information age to the like you were saying the microwave age now it's just like man pop it in the oven hit the button i want it done in 30 seconds and if mm-hmm. it's, and and the reason why i'm saying that is because based on what you were saying, if the relationship is not perfect within 30 seconds, all of a sudden we look at each other like, oh, man, this is messed up. This is jacked up. Oh, this is crazy. 
out and we don't even realize we haven't even given we can't it we can't find the door fast enough <laughs> but you know the person that we, we gave the boot to, to you know grow. upon a second look right mm-hmm. it's upon a second look we might discover a whole nother island of opportunity there there you go yeah there you go and rich absolutely you know me what? and um, I, me and uh um linda we talked a lot about relationships and one of the things that i noticed is that i love my family and my family is very very to say the least we're challenged we are not the quintessential boy we could make a tv show about our family but at the end of the day I love my family. I love how they are. I love how dysfunctional we are. And it's like we have to get to the point, and I think this is what you were alluding to, Rich. We have to get to the point where we understand what's going on, and we have to be comfortable with it. It's, everything is – and Linda, I know you know this. Yeah. I know you know this, Linda. Everything ain't going to be perfect. It's not going to be not perfect. Not even close. You know, sometimes if the and, circumstance and, 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 does, and Rich, doesn't... Rich if, Rich, if you was my brother, okay, we might fight to hell and high water. Might not get along. I might talk crazy about you. But at the end of the day, you're still my brother, and I love you. And ain't nobody else going to talk bad about you the way I do. Now, I get to do that. But don't nobody else get to do that. You you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Don't nobody else get to do that. They don't get to talk bad about you. Now, I can talk bad about you. But I ain't letting nobody else talk bad about you. Right. And that's all I want. I think that we have I to understand, it. Linda, that relationships are so dynamic and there's there's such an ebb and flow and we've gotten into this era now where everything is so programmed that we're actually very uncomfortable with it and that's where the rubber meets the road because we look at these examples of relationships where we're not where we're looking at the crazy stuff that goes on and then we're wondering to ourselves why is it so crazy it's crazy because they don't understand that you got to be different it's it's okay for me to be mad at rich and he my brother it's okay for me to be mad at linda and then Linda called me talking crazy. And then I got to talk crazy back to her. But at the end of the day, oh, Linda, I love you. Oh, Patrick, I love you too. Oh, Rich, I love you. Oh, Patrick, I love you. And you know what? The last time I talked to you, get the hell off my lawn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> do, do you guys understand what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> we feel you. <laughs> well, thanks for calling, yeah. Patrick. Thank you. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, we appreciate you. All right. Uh, well, Rich, mm. my little secret on how to slow down time is put the damn phone away. I mean, just lock it up mm-hmm. in the refrigerator or something. Yeah. Just yeah. be with your girl. Spend 20 minutes, 30 minutes uninterrupted. Put the fork down between bites. I mean, just slow that damn time down a little bit. And, you know, good things could come of that. For sure. That, that phone is what makes us, you know, speed <laughs> everything up, that we want everything, you know, in microseconds. Yes, understandable. You know, the younger generation only knows the phone. You know what I mean? So right. I always say it's very it's, – it's easy for us because back to our age, but – we weren't programmed with a phone, right? So right. We know the difference. Go ahead. We know the difference. We do, and I don't know what the future is, but it was kind of like I had a discussion once with another a guru of relationships, and we kind of just we got in an argument. But a lot of her ways of meeting people or dating, I told her were outdated, mm-hmm. and they kind of were because she didn't understand the app thing she really didn't like you know dating uh websites let's say and things of that nature but i said there's strengths and weaknesses to everything right it's when you kind of go over the top with it so yes of course phones can be definitely a great way to meet people let's call it for what it is mm-hmm. uh, a great way to communicate with people you could find wonderful people not only on apps or dating websites or even on social media websites they're all great platforms but then when we become addicted to phones, which I think most of us really are, we don't want to say we, we're not, you know, but the, right. I understand where you're coming from regarding that. But the next generation or the younger ones, they only kind of know how to communicate through their phones right now or have the phone even a part of their conversation or being at dinner or lunch or breakfast at the gym, always having headphones in. So I don't know what that leads to, but that's all they're going to know, right? So. So how do we slow that generation down? Because like you say, you and I experienced a time when there was no phone. They haven't. They didn't have that luxury. So how do you teach that to the, the younger generation that, hey, there's merit in this. It's, it's a worthy endeavor. 20 minutes. It ain't going to kill you. Put it down. Well, maybe we think it's worth it, and they don't. <laughs> they, Yeah, they don't. Right? I'm just yeah. saying it would be like me and you saying, you know, if somebody rode a horse, and then we, we, we learned how to ride a car, or we're in a car, and mm-hmm. someone said, you got to learn how to ride a horse. Forget the car. You're going to be like, are you out of your mind? I drive a car. Why would I get on a horse? I'm just using for an example. Right. So That's a good example. Yeah, we only know the car, right? And then you get in an airplane. Now you're like, I fly everywhere. I don't even have to drive everywhere. They're like, what are you talking about? Why don't you drive? I'm afraid of flying or whatever. You're like, no, I fly. Why would I drive? So the same thing with the phone. Why wouldn't I be on my phone as much as I want to be on it? Because that's all I really like to do. Well, I, it's hard for anyone to tell somebody else, especially the younger people, what's better for them in the circumstance that they're in right now. Mm-hmm. If that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I go through that with my mom a lot. Because my mom, I have daughters in their mid-20s about meeting men. And I'm like, Mom, you understand that you were going – she was a bartender. And then my father and mother owned a nightclub. So I'm like, you understand you were meeting strangers, right? Or people in their bar in nightclubs were meeting strangers and going out with them. Now you have technology where I can actually find out who this person is. I can almost communicate with them first. I Hopefully they're, they say who they are. But even on social media, I could go if I have friends that know them, like I know you and we have friends, right? 
I can mm-hmm. actually get feedback. That's probably even safer than saying going to a bar and meeting somebody and then saying, hey, come and pick me up Saturday night. We're going on a date. So yeah. I'm just saying things, it's, it's easier. We may have liked not having a phone at that time period, um, and that worked for us, and we like escaping the phone. Maybe they don't. So it's hard for me to tell anybody what they should and shouldn't do in that circumstance. But I, I get where you're at. Gotcha. Wow. All right. So let's uh, move on to the next topic. Um, you were saying a little bit offline that people today are so obsessed with themselves. How, how do you see that in the public? How, how does that manifest? And what, what do you have to say about it? Maybe obsessed was a little ridiculous of a word, but I definitely <laughs> think um, a lot of us Upset you know, meaning self-centered? Is, is that what you mean? Yeah, or, I, I think a lot of us are really caught up with sometimes um, not, again, building friendships again, talking to yeah. strangers, introducing others, friends to other friends, going to other people's homes, your neighbors, right? All those type of things where I think a lot of us become back to social media. Maybe if you're like I have. 1600 or whatever. I got tons of YouTube videos. I have a podcast, a podcast, books, everything. I think a lot of us though, besides me marketing, if you do that, you're always marketing yourself. And that's why I needed to take a break. I was kind of sick of myself. I'm sick of marketing myself, to be honest with you. I'm sick of images. I'm sick of doing videos. I, I love like, this is right up my alley. I don't really know you that well. We, somebody put us together that we both know who's wonderful and this is the type of thing where I, I kind of like that adventure where it's not so structured. But I do think a lot of us are so caught up with constantly having to post stuff on social media. Uh, and that could be on all platforms. You know, you got to realize, I think sometimes we got to estimate how many platforms there are, starting with TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, LinkedIn, Twitter, right? I'm just saying. So I think a lot of us are more caught up with ourselves kind of image-wise a little bit or just busy doing that instead of maybe doing other things that we love to do or kind of forgot to do or say we don't have time to do. Um, so that's what I meant, kind of like a little being caught up with ourselves. Um, maybe kind of, it's all, in my opinion, it's all about self-awareness. And what I'm talking about, it's what I've noted. Now, you may have nothing to do with that, but it's what I've gone through. But I do think if maybe we took less time again, maybe, and I'm not telling everybody they have to do that, maybe less time being so caught up with themselves, maybe on social media, uh, and taking some more time to maybe meet other people, it may be a very good thing. Yeah, I I tend to agree with you that people today are self-absorbed. I mean, you know, I hear it in the language. I hear, you know, everyone says, uh, you know, uh, me and Rich went to the movies, which is grammatically incorrect. But everyone (laughs) says that, even the newscasters that are paid a million dollars a year. It's always, you know, me and my friends went to the concert or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And then driving-wise, oh, my God, driving is a complete mess. you're supposed to come to a full stop at a stop sign, but they don't because you know what? Their time is more valuable. So they blow through the stop sign. They blow through the mm-hmm. red light. So 
it's all this me, me, me situation going on. I had a friend of mine, she wanted to make a, a pitch of something she wanted to a particular agent whom she didn't know this person. And she kept writing the I'm like, you write the email and then I'll bring it back to me and I'll proofread it, right? And she, and she kept saying, I this and I that. And, and mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? This agent who doesn't know you from squat, they're not going to care about what you want. You have to frame it from their point of view. Like, how are you going to benefit him? <laughs> it's just crazy. This world is so flipped right now. It's just, you know, there's no graciousness. It's like you walk through the lobby, you got to go through first and, you know, slam the door on the next person. You know, it's crazy. Well, we had more access to people than we've ever had, but I think most people are more lonely than they've ever been. Yeah. Because, you know, you'll have, say, 1,500 friends on Facebook. I'll just use for an example. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, you like all their photos. They like yours, right? You go back and forth. But how many of them do you do anything with anymore? Probably barely any. I know, and you probably do as well, I know thousands of keynote speakers, public speakers, people in the entertainment industry, actors, authors, uh, producers, directors across the board who deal with a lot of things online, a lot of emails, a lot of work regarding technology again, but I know a ton of them are sitting home alone. I know even tons of people that talk about relationships that are single that can't even find anyone. And I'll even say to them, you're so obsessed with making, I get you want to make money. You want to sell your programs or your books, or you want to make money off of consulting. I get all that, but you got to live kind of what you preach a little bit. I get, we're all going to have ups and downs, but if some people just really looked at their own life, and said, became self-aware to say, you know, are you getting more out of your likes from images you're taking, uh, you know, or are you getting more out of your life just what you're doing outside of technology? Um, and I, I don't think a lot of people realize that about themselves, that they're, they're great at tell, telling everybody else what to do a lot of times, but they don't take their own advice. Yeah. Um, especially with health and wellness and relationship. Everybody has advice for everybody else what they should be doing in their relationship, what they should be doing with health and wellness, what they should be doing with fashion and what they should be doing, at least the people I'm around, uh, you know, in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them aren't doing it themselves or they're not that successful. So, and, and you could post all online all day about how great you are and all the things you can do, but if you can't do them for yourself, I mean, what's the use? So. So you're, think, you're thinking that this self-obsession actually comes from being lonely. It's like an oh, attention, for attention sure. gra- grabber, 100%. is that what you're saying? 100%. Gotcha. Like, I'll, say, I'll show you. I have some guys that are on TikTok that have 100,000 followers up to millions that I help. Wow. I go back and forth. But they have problems meeting women. I'm like, you understand you have thousands of women coming yeah. in your DMs or coming in Instagram, whatever, going back and forth with you. Right. They don't know what to do with it. They're alone. I'm like... I get you're doing this for work, but now it's time to concentrate on you a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you've got to have a balance. And I don't think a lot of people have that balance, especially when it comes to relationships, because you've you got to put yourself out there. You really do a lot of times. And it's, again, in my theory, it takes a lot of time to find the right person. You are going to get most likely rejected. You are most likely going to get dumped. You are most likely going to find somebody who's going to take advantage of you throughout your life or you already have. Um, but, you know, it's a ride. Any day, even if you're in a relationship, you can wake up and someone cheated on you. Someone could die. Someone could leave you. Um, that's life. But a lot of people do live in – they want to be with somebody, and at the same time, they're afraid of getting hurt. Well, mm. you know, that's life. But you can't also use every excuse. You can't be on – you can't have access to so much 
and have so little when it comes to relationships. And I'm talking personal. Again, a lot of people are great having relationships on the internet and through LinkedIn and emailing and marketing themselves, but then go, go see who they're going to dinner with. Go see what they're doing. You know, they're, you can see so many people are just sitting in a coffee house by themselves with their headphones or at the gym. And I talked to so many of these guys, and I mean, these are a lot of good-looking men and women, and they're by themselves. They're alone. Mm-hmm. And if you talk to men, they'll blame women. You talk to women, they're going to blame men. Quit blaming anybody. Go out there and figure things out for yourself. You, no one lives your life. No one has the same job you have. No one sleeps like you. No one eats like you. No one has the same body. We're all independent. You have to figure out what works best for you if you're alone or if you're single or you're looking for a relationship. No one else can do that for you. Yeah, I think one thing that we are sorely not taught is balance. You know, I, I see people who are who excel at their work, at making money. You know, that's one area. Yeah. Or, may, or maybe they're great with the kids. It's another area. But no one really mm-hmm. sat us down, whether it's in school or, you know, religious affiliation or parents or whatever, to say, look, uh, you've got to balance all these things, all these plates. Uh, you've got to sleep. You've got to yeah. eat, eat well. You've got to go to the gym. You've got to move your body. You've got to, you know, try to earn money. You've got to spend time with the family and the kids and the whole thing. You've got to, like, make time for it all. One can't, just because you're good at one category doesn't mean you should let the other categories, like, fall off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's I, I look at the people who are enlightened, and I, I don't know if they have a calendar and they schedule it that way in their calendar or whatever they do, but it seems like they're taking time out to make all of those, uh, you know, points count for them, all those areas count for them, and, and they try to balance it. Yeah, we're going to fail as much as we succeed, right? I mean, let's face it, we, I can't do what a mother does. A mother usually can't do exactly what a father does, right? We all have strengths and weaknesses. So that's, that's what we have to learn, I think. And balancing, I, I agree with you. It, it, but the thing is with balancing, I think people underestimate everything that's kind of coming in their life because a lot of us were programmed to say, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to go to high school. Okay, let's go to college. Then you're going to get married. You're going to have probably two kids or three kids. You get the white picket fence, and then you're going to retire and blah, blah, blah. You don't, you're not thinking about all the other things that are coming at you either, new things. Mm-hmm. So it, it's hard to – it could be a new job. It could be technology. It could be anything, new people coming in and out of your life, uh, family. Uh, so it's very hard, I think, to get – to really balance things to a certain degree at any time. But I think you've got to do – you've got to take your time again and kind of figure out what is worth balancing, Right. I think a lot of us are like, of course, I'm in a relationship. My wife's this. My kids are this. My friends are this. Um, Mm -hmm. But after a certain amount of time, things become boring. So what's going to keep things interesting, which is going to kind of change the dynamic of the relationship? Because if you both want to learn from one another, if you're both stuck being the same person forever, how boring is that going to be? But you experimenting and trying different things, but at the same time trying to balance that. Um, That's kind of, I think, the trick. Gotcha. All right, my audience, we are on with Rich Salenza. If you want to find out more about his uh, podcasting and, and speaking engagements and consulting, et cetera, et cetera, you can find him so easy at his name, 
www.richsalenza.com. Um, and, I, and I'll put the links right on my social media. You don't have to spell it or anything. They're right there. Just click on it, and away you go. So in closing, Rich, do you have any final thoughts, any issues you'd like to bring up or no, it was, great spe- it was great <laughs> speaking with you. Yeah, if anybody, you know, I mean, we're both, very, you know, I find you quite interesting because you help men and you're a woman, right? And you know, yeah. one of the things I kept hearing when I was, I mainly went after men at the beginning, they're like, Rich, you gravitate way more towards women. Women would rather listen to you, I think, than men. And women would rather follow your direction than men. And I found that to be true after a certain amount of time, which is quite interesting. So I love that you're, you're a woman teaching men because I think men... I think we all need different perspectives on things. Um, and a lot of times men, again, get only programmed, especially younger men, listening to people that don't know what they're talking about. And that can include their parents. That can include family members and their friends. So what they're learning isn't necessarily not all, all wrong, but it's not always all right. So I just want to say I appreciate you like taking your time to teach men you know, whatever you know because I think it's very beneficial. Thank you so much. Yeah, we were talking, you and I were talking about the fake gurus online. So, you know, there's there's a lot of people who are preaching a lot of things to these men. And, you know, will that guru advice work? Well, yeah, some of it works for two, Mm -hmm. three months. They're not going to work much beyond that. But for a little while it works. And then you're back to square one. So I try to teach it from... Uh, core values, core yeah. drives, and I did. I did this based on academic research. I, I wanted to know how did the caveman date ten thousand years ago. So I did my research on that, and I delivered uh, that information because a lot of what we do in dating and relationships is hormonal. Um, You know, Mother Nature ain't stupid. She Mm -hmm. has the hormones and the synapses and the reactions and characteristics and, you know, all this stuff in place, all this physiology in place because, hey, she doesn't want the species to die out. (laughs) So there's a mechanism for all that. Now, you think, oh, my God, we're just animals, right? Well, no. I mean, if you want to use your brain, if you want to override nature, you can but you've got to consciously override nature. But if, you know, not given that, and most people are lazy, most people, mm-hmm. when they got a sneeze or, you know, they got a blink or whatever, it's, you know, subconscious. It's happening, happening automatically. And so, in my opinion, is dating and relationships. When you are conscious of the mechanism that happens, then you can enact change. And what better secret to know what the mechanisms for women are and for women to know what the mechanisms, what the core drives are for men. And they're not Mm -hmm. the same ones, by the way. Everyone, you know, the social media keeps saying the last couple of decades, oh, the sexes are the same, the sexes are the same. Uh -uh. No, they are not the same. (laughs) You know, what what turns a woman on about a guy, number one, she needs confidence like she needs air. You know, if the guy doesn't have confidence, you know, you're going to be her best friend. You're going to be in the nice guy category, whatever, but she ain't putting you in that potential category. So, yeah, for sure. I'm all about, it's funny you say that. I always start off everything with core, you know, your core values is everything. I talk yeah. about with men because a lot of men, if you're a Christian man, 
you can't chase strippers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> God, I, I use that as a joke because when I was yeah. growing up or being in that environment a lot, a lot of men right. that I knew that were religious or they were really, you know, whatever. I'm like, you, you, nothing against them. You can't even handle these type of women. Plus, you don't understand when you're around those type of women um, what it entails, right? right? You've got to find, but a lot of guys do like, you know, that lifestyle. They can handle that. But I will say one thing before we close, I think where people should keep an open mind when going in relationships with core values is I think sometimes we get really caught up saying even it could be politics, it could be religion, saying I can only date this type of person because that's my core value. And I understand that if that's what you want to do. But I do think a lot of men and women should maybe open the horizons a little bit because what what may – I've been through this where I'm dating somebody saying – same neighborhood, same nationality, they're Italian, same family from Italy. And, you know, before you know it, you're almost dating the same type of person you are and you're not learning from that person. There's nothing really that unique or dynamic. I mean, but dating somebody who's much different than you, mm-hmm. and it could be a different ethnic, you know, race or race, a different, um, you know, nationality from a different right. country, or they just have a totally different background. And even though know, they may have a different view on politics, or maybe they have a different view on religion doesn't necessarily mean you should cancel them out because I think sometimes dating somebody that core values are there, but there's also a lot of differences is very exciting. And I think in the long term can be very, uh, very good instead of kind of, because I think a lot of people do get caught up dating the same type of person over, over again, that is very similar to themselves. And they think that is the only way, but they find themselves being bored, bored after a certain amount of time. But if you date somebody that's very eccentric uh, or different than you are, Self, um, give it a chance. Hmm. I think there is a line there, though, because if you find someone that's too different from you, if you're constantly just fighting all day long, that ain't going to work. Well, I'm I not mean, talking if, the fighting. You know, Absolutely. You know, if, if, if one person is a you know spendaholic and the other person is miserly, that ain't going to work. If one person's always late, the other person's always five minutes early. You know, I'm saying some of, there's a line in the sand as to what is too much of a difference. But here's the thing I'm going to tell you right now. Sometimes those people need each other. <laughs> because one can that. help the other fighting <laughs> no that's because you're looking at it from that perspective so if you have somebody that's not good with money say they spend too much money and somebody that's very frugal the frugal person it may be time for them to spend a little more money to you know for some excitement because whatever and then the person spending all this money may learn from that person how to save money and they can kind of meet in the middle and that right. can go for a lot of people i think even in entertainment business a lot of people date because I don't, you know, you're dating people in the entertainment business because you yeah. think, okay, we're in the entertainment business. But truthfully, I ended up the women that I dated outside the entertainment business that were very successful that had nothing to do with it, not even my political views, or not even politics, but or religious views. Some of them, I got right. along with the best because I was learning things from them, and they were learning things from me. And everything we were doing was much more exciting. And believe me, you're going to have problems if you have the same core values or you don't. And believe me, I'm not telling you if you're somebody very religious to go out and start dating a drug addict, <laughs> I'm not saying that there's extremes there. So what yeah. I'm saying is if, you know, if you're somebody that likes to maybe not go out or you, you know, that much or go out and do whatever. And you know, somebody that does like to go out, I'm not saying get intoxicated all the time, but maybe that person can liven you up a little bit. And there's maybe an experiences that you're missing. And same with that person. Maybe that person needs to maybe settle down a little more. And again, it may not work out. But again, if you take your time and figure things out, you'd be shocked at how you can 
kind of what you're looking for a lot of times is not what you'd expect is what I should mm-hmm. say. Gotcha. I think it's, it's, it has less to do with where you started or what those differences are, and it has more to do with, you know, are you open to a new possibility, to a new yes. type of arrangement, to a new viewpoint on the subject? Like, oh, maybe I shouldn't buy $1,000 handbags every month. Oh, gee. <laughs> well, you, we, could, we could save that money and go on this beautiful trip or something, you know? Well, I think most, a lot of men are intimidated by women that, I'll just use this for an example, that make more money than them or that are more successful than them. Yeah. And that's actually who they should be dating is somebody who may be more successful than them, maybe a boss. Because if they're an entrepreneur, I'm just using for uh, an example, that person, you can grow with that person. They will teach you. And don't think that like, say, for instance, men and women, that just because you're dating somebody who makes twice the amount of money you make or is more wealthier than you, that if you end up in a relationship, maybe married 10 years down the line, you're not wealthier than them. But a lot of people are just judging the person at that point in time. And I'm just using that for an example. Again, you're in, if you're in two different industries too, like I was just saying, one's in entertainment and say one's in retail, but you're both very successful, that can work out pretty well. You, you don't, it doesn't always have to be so structured, if that makes sense. So just keep your eyes open because I do think a lot of people meet so many interesting people and they don't give them a shot. I would say that with women a lot of times with men. I'm going to tell you, especially young men that you, you don't think have their shit together right now and I get you on a date, older dudes that have money, have the house, have the car. But a lot of mm-hmm. these younger guys in the future are going to be very successful, but you're not giving them any opportunity. So something to just think about. Even though they may not be exactly in the – you know, they may not be what you want them to be right now or think they should be or what they're doing. Right. Uh, captivate you, give them a chance because uh, I can assure you a lot of them are going to blow your minds. Sweet. Yeah, All that's right. my opinion. <laughs> okay, Rich, thank you again for joining well, our you. show. And uh, we'll have to circle back and do this again. I had fun. I hope you did too. Oh, it was wonderful. I haven't done a podcast in a few months, in a while, in a long time, which is, this is nice because it's just audio, not video. Oh my yeah. God, it was just, it was just <laughs> nice to get on the phone and chat with somebody. I, know. I hope I helped your guys. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if my audience is going to agree with me or, not, or your audience is going to agree with me or not. But Yeah, you didn't even could, have to comb your hair yeah. or, or put the uh, spotlights on. <laughs> I'm bald, yeah. so I, got, I don't have that problem. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Well, 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 take care, my dear. Thank you so much. I will be talking again soon. All right. Okay. There he goes. That's Rich Salenza. That's C-E-L-E-N-Z-A, richsalenza.com. And you can check out his, um, his, his uh, coaching and his speaking engagements, et cetera, et cetera. Find it all on his website. All right. So uh, let's break for a quick commercial break. And when we come back, um, I'll tell you more about uh, a previous show. All right? Here we go. Thank you for listening to our show today. I really appreciate it. Please tell your friends and family. There's lots of ways that you can show your love if you happen to like our show today. You can listen, call, subscribe, chat, like our fan page, follow, comment, share, tell a friend, advertise with me, start with my Amazon link, download my app, and buy my book on Amazon. What's the name of the book? Well, it is The Science of Mastering Women, The Science of Mastering Women, 
the real truth about women that will change your life forever. All right? The science of mastering women. The real truth about women that will change your life forever. Where can you get it? On Amazon. You can download in a few seconds or what most men do is they request Amazon to send you the paperback, which takes about five days or so. But I think what they do is when you do that, you automatically get the ebook, so you get two for the price of one. Might as well just do that while you're waiting around for the five days. You can start in on the ebook. So you actually have both formats right there. So that's what I would do. And if you're an Amazon Prime member, you can download that ebook for free. All right? So make that happen. My friend and colleague, Aaron Clary, he has a brand new book out. It's called The Menu, Life Without the Opposite Sex. So for all of human history, men and women have come together to form families. It may have been common. It may have been routine. But that's what they did. Generation after generation for all of human history, men and women formed families. Well, that is until now. So he is answering the question for you, is partnering up good for you in 2022? <laughs> I know many men would say not so much, right? All right. So you got to check out his new book. It's called The Menu. I'll put it in my social media link so you can just click on it. You can catch it on Amazon. It's doing super well. The Menu. Catch that. All right. And if you happen to have missed last week's show, we were talking about swimming with the sharks. My guest from last week, Ray Ibarra, is an author, entrepreneur, a panel presentation producer, moderator, and media pro. His current book that we were talking about, Crush It Successfully, is available on Amazon, and it shows you how to generate income and achieve entrepreneurial success. Now, I know that he knows what he's talking about because he actually toured the country with the successful Shark Tank entrepreneurs who had won, you know, their their segment, right? So he's got all this in, insight, and you can learn what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur by checking out his book. So listen to last week's show. I'm sure you'll love it. You can find it right here on blogtalkradio.com or SoundCloud, TuneIn, iTunes, and now Spotify, or just type in the Men's Advocate Show, the Men's Advocate Show to your um, search engine, and hopefully it'll come up on your favorite platform. Thanks so much for joining us today, and we will see you next week, next week right here on Blog Talk Radio. Bye for now, and we'll see you again on the Men's Advocate Show.